Hey guys, and welcome back to Music 101. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode talking to Slow Leaves. Uh, I know I really did. And because of that episode, you know, it's funny, you interview people and then you think about how would I have answered those questions or the things that I was throwing at them, like if it was thrown back at me, what would I say? And because of that, I wanted to talk about songwriting and specifically lyric writing and then finishing songs or resurrecting songs or deciding when to move on and say that song is either dead or on, you know, suspended animation. So first, when I uh, think about lyrics, um, I always think about a story um, where I did a master class, a thing where, you know, a famous musician or accomplished musician comes in and you'll play for them or something like that and then they'll critique you. This one was a songwriting masterclass, and it was with uh, Randy Newman, and he told me that my lyrics were lazy. Um, and I am simultaneously trying to prove them both right and wrong with this project. So I want to talk about lyrics specifically and like what I do because I think they're tricky. And just like um, Slow Leaves was talking about, it is one of the hardest parts of the entire process for a lot of musicians, including myself where you can have the groove come to you naturally, the melody will come quick sometimes, and then the lyrics will be, okay, what is this song about? Like, Or how do I want to say it? Or how do I keep talking about the same simple subject? So let's, let's start with that last one. Talking about a simple subject. So for example, Can't Imagine Feeling Better, which is my top song on Spotify. I came up with the melody and kind of the lyrical hook all kind of at once. I was moving out of my old apartment in North Park, where it was infested by crickets, um, which is why at the end of Don't Worry, you can hear crickets. Um, moving out of there, and I was like fe just feeling really good about the move and like the change and the growth and stuff like that. And so that all came to me. So I wrote that really quickly. Chorus just flowed. Then I'm like, okay, what do I do for verses? There's not really much to say. <laughs> like the whole the chorus says it all. I'm not. I'm feeling good. Okay, like what do you what do you do beyond that? And so I've. I've kind of like gravitated towards this method that I, I call two steps removed. So you take whatever you're wanting to talk about and then you just write it down bluntly. So you're like, okay, verse, not feeling good. Doesn't matter. I am feeling good. It's like, okay, that's boring. I can't write lyrics with that. And then, so then you write a lyric that's like close. It's like, okay, yeah, like, you know, lyrics that are basically like, I'm feeling really down but I'm not going to let that get me down because everything is going right today. It's like, okay, that's now it kind of sounds like a lyric. It's a bad lyric, but now it kind of sounds like a lyric. And then you do the same thing from that. So it's basically you like write down exactly what you want to say. Like if you heard um, show me, don't tell me kind of thing with um, prose writing, just essay writing, it's the same kind of idea. So it's like you start off by literally telling them or telling yourself this, these are the things that I'm trying to say. And then you take it one step removed and change it a little bit, kind of like a game of telephone. Then you take it another step removed and change it a little bit more. Sometimes you go even more steps. But that's how you end up, at least for me, you know, kind of generating ideas and giving some structure where it's like, okay, this is what I'm actually trying to say. And then how do I say that poetically 
And then how do I say that even more poetically and even more and even more where it's like you can you can start with this very simple basic idea and then wrap around it in really interesting ways that might surprise yourself or might, you know, be so far removed that it ends up becoming its own hook or it ends up being like a Tom York song where it's like sometimes you don't even really know what the words are referring to. But I swear, I think subconsciously or consciously this is this is a lot a lot of writers end up doing is you have this nugget of this idea and then you start you know having lyrics and ideas that orbit around it and some of those things orbit really far away like a pluto or some of those things are like really tight and obvious and so that's that's like in short um one of my favorite lyric writing techniques and then in terms of like like getting stuck or not knowing where to go next, I do think that there's value in stepping away from lyric writing, particularly almost over any other process, part of the process of like giving it a couple hours or giving it a day, not giving it too long, but getting down all the ideas you can possibly think of and then maybe coming back tomorrow and writing the second verse or the bridge, the sections that, you know, lyrically provide a foil, a counterpoint, a different perspective where like, you know, traditionally a verse is like, Hey, I've got so many problems in the chorus is like, um, and, but none of them matter. Everything's all good. So it's like, okay, now what does the second verse say? Now it's gotta be a different take on that because the, you know, the chorus answered the verses question. And so now you need another question to answer with the next chorus. Like think of like country songs. They do that all the time where each verse is a little scene or something like that, where, then the chorus comes back and it answers that same scene with the same answer. And so, yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I think helps lyrically. Another thing that I want to talk about in this little episode is about just kind of brainstorming. Um, one of the things that Andrea Stolpe, a great songwriting teacher, she has a good TikTok now too, but I found her on a book and uh, she, she talks about, writing like a bunch of sensory words based around a singular topic, time, or place, and then also the concept of internal and external lyrics. So like an internal lyric is saying, I am thinking or feeling this way. Then an external lyric are like things that are around you. Like it's a snowy, sad winter's night. It's like, okay, now I kind of like get what you're feeling inside because of what you're seeing outside. That's part of the reason why I was asking Slow Leaves about environment dictating songwriting. Because I do think that songwriting is a very interesting, uh, interesting medium because you're constantly going in between stuff that makes sense and doesn't make sense. Like, like, like explicit sense, like saying, you know, I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling bad today. Or... Um, you know, it's raining. It's like, okay, yeah, I get that. That all makes sense. But then sometimes you'll just like string together a bunch of crazy words, like tambourine dreams. And you're like, okay, what does that mean? And that's, that's what's fun about songwriting is that oscillation, just like all of this, all of the other stuff that I talk about with um, production engineering, where it's controlling your lows, controlling your highs, um, you know, harmony where it's consonants and dissonance. Songwriting is the same thing between internal, external, plot, no plot. Some of the best songs don't really have a 
I woke up today and then this thing happened and then I have a chorus and then I woke up tomorrow and then this other thing happened and then I have a chorus. That's like a perfectly reasonable way to write a song, but sometimes they, they like float off into some other, you know, space and it's, it's like, it's more ethereal and out there. And like a lot of indie alternative music kind of doesn't have as plot based music as country or something like that. But, you know, I, th I think that a great album has got a little bit of both, a little bit of like, you know, a day in the life, you know, like think about Sgt. Pepper's, think about how you have She's Leaving Home and um, Fixing a Hole. You have like these songs that are like very, you know, good morning, good morning, like these, you know, thematic and then story songs. The Beatles are a great example of people that, you know, will take a character and then they'll, they'll, they'll talk about both how the environment is affecting that character, how the plot is affecting it, that character, how what they're thinking is affecting them. So it's like a constantly shifting narration. And that's what's cool about songs is in the same way like a, like a great book, but we're more condensed. We don't have as much time, especially with uh, repetition. That leaves us less room to really tell the story because we're going to be saying the same thing, you know, 40, 50% of the song will be just the same words over and over again. So we, we don't have a lot of room in the verses to like really contextualize all of that. And so I like how it forces us sometimes in a good way to jump between, you know, narrators, thoughts, feelings, experiences, environment. And Andrea Stolpe's method of doing that is basically to think of all like the sensory things, like the, the taste, the smell, the sight, the sound, the feel of any space, and then use that as a jumping off point for just like word salad brainstorming. Just write down a bunch of things. And then from there, you'll, you'll end up finding little nuggets that you can pop into a song. I used to do that a lot. I don't do that as much anymore. Um, but I thought it was like a really good exercise to at least exercise that part of your brain. Um, especially if, if you're thinking of, you know, songwriting as a scary place or lyric writing as a scary place, that's a great way to like give you something concrete where it's like, okay, like this is what it feels like to wake up, um, in a new foreign place, all of the things and smells and sights of this is not my usual bed. And then it's like, okay, now from there you have this sense of place, this sense of time, and you can, you know, then comment on that. So you can take those external factors and then pull them internal, which I think is a, a good way to do it, especially when you're starting out or if you're stuck. And then finally, the last thing I want to talk about is giving up and, and not finishing the song. I don't really like it, personally. I like finishing stuff and then deciding whether or not to release it or whether or not to record it rather than letting something die before you like really dig into it. Um, that's one of the secrets, I think, to becoming more prolific and, and fast is to like let breathe as much life into each idea as you can. All at the same time, like, yeah, not, not having a sunk cost where if it's a stupid idea, you know, see it as far as you want to. But like reimagine like what Figure, take the idea to the end of the idea is what I'm trying to say. Like if you have an idea for a little one minute song, it's like, okay, write that one minute song. Don't be like, okay, now I'm going to spend a, two weeks on this next bridge. It's like, no, 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 don't do that. But see, see the idea through, even if it's a stupid idea, like see it through and nobody else has to hear about it. Just do it. So you can know if it ends up being good. Because if you're judging yourself the whole way through the process, then you're not 
everything slows down and you're going to miss out on some good ideas. So I don't really like the idea of abandoning stuff. I understand the idea of pausing stuff, but even that, it's like, I don't usually go back and revisit something from years ago. I don't like, I, I know a lot of songwriters that, that you know, constantly re-record their old songs as they get new budget, new ideas. They say, okay, yeah, this song, this song, this song. And yeah, there, there are examples of that working, but I think like by not fixating on one song, it makes things a little bit less precious and that opens you up to be more creative and create more, which I think is the goal because you don't, it's hard to know what idea is good even after it's done because like what, what is, what is good? Are you saying like, what is going to be commercially successful? How the hell am I going to know that? How are you going to know that? Or like, is it going to be good as in it's fulfilling that idea? I think that's more what I'm, what I'm trying to say, you know, use these techniques, like these lyric writing techniques and mixing techniques, all the stuff that I'm talking about and that my guests and my friends are going to be talking about. Use them to see ideas through. It doesn't mean, you know, invest weeks and weeks and weeks onto bad ideas. It means, you know, don't give up halfway because it might end up being good and it might perfect example i'm an idiot started as so i wrote a completely different song completely different on acoustic guitar and then i took the chords of the post chorus and then i was just humming over it and that became i'm an idiot so i literally wrote an entire song scrapped the entire song, took a little bit of it, made a new song, and then that was what got me into music, New Music Friday. The, like, it's not like I'm super successful or something like that, but like out of all of the things that I've done, that's the most successful by a lot of people's metric, <laughs> including somewhat my own, of like, hey, this, this got broadcast to like a million people because I saw an idea through that I could have judged and said, that's a bad idea. Instead, I saw it all the way through, listened to the whole thing. I was like, yeah, that's pretty bad. That doesn't represent me. That's not something I want to do. But because I saw it all the way through, I found this little thing that turned into another thing. And I had an open mind and I wasn't judging myself throughout it. Like, yeah, I made something that wasn't great, but you're not going to hear it. You're going to hear I'm an idiot instead. And maybe it'll, maybe it's what put me in the headspace to write a song like I'm an idiot. <laughs> but, you know, like self-deprecating a song because I've made something that I thought was bad, but by making something bad, I think I made something good. Um, and I didn't, you know, devote weeks and weeks. This is a song that I wrote in an hour and a half and I scrapped it, turned it into another song that I wrote, recorded, mixed in probably four days. And that's it. That's, that's like, that's the goal. I, I, I know that I don't, I'm not trying to trivialize it. There are a lot of things that go into it to be able to do that, but um, yeah, just don't, don't judge stuff midstream. See it, see it through. So I hope this little songwriting pod was helpful to somebody. Um, those are some of my favorite ways to break through walls and I'm sure I will think of more, but I'm excited to invite more guests on. I hope you guys like it and you don't just have to listen to me talk for 15 minutes straight, but hopefully it's still a fun little thing to talk about some of these subjects and hopefully I can give a little bit of context so that when we are having these conversations and might use a more music vocab word by listening to these other pods, hopefully you'll have picked up on some of that lingo and background and 
little bits of music theory and all that good stuff to make those conversations as well as the guests music and art that much more impactful. That's my goal. My goal is to make you love music more. If you'd like to hit me up, scubertdubert.pizza. Scubertdubert.pizza is the place to do it. All of my links are there and I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to send any um, questions or suggestions or clarifications. I would be happy to do a pod on anything just like I did about bass playing for Jackson. Um, Yeah, DMs are open. Thanks for listening.